This is Nest, produced in association with Foul Writing. The seventh letter in this series is written and read by Abigail Martin. Olya, it's spreading. I know you don't have a reason to come back after everything I did, but right now, I desperately need your help. You're probably wondering how I can be sending you this letter if I don't know where you are. In truth, I had a tip-off from the MI5, and they found out you're in Penzance. I'm sorry I had to get the information this way, but I needed to write to you. Letters always get your attention. You must know that I kept my secrets to protect you and Sarah. You'd tell me that's the oldest excuse in the book, but the life I've led is full of dangers, and I have to keep my other identity hidden from everyone, including my family. I can answer your questions when the time is right, but now, I'm afraid of what's happening here. The doctors gave me all kinds of treatment, but nothing seems to be working. I still lash out at others, I feel angry when I have no reason to be, and I have to endure this hot pit in my stomach, which rises up and leads to my outbursts. I know how it seems, Olya. My hands are shaking as I write this, I'm sorry for the mess. This enraged person isn't me. As well as the personality change, I'm having to tolerate pain. Right where the deformity grows, my skin is now cracking. It resembles dry rock or molten lava when the heat chips away the stone. I touched it once and it stings like nothing I've ever felt. It's as if someone takes a knife and jabs my nose with it. Last night I took a shower and I noticed I had two more grey patches, one on my arm, the other on my abdomen. Again, they're like rock, completely firm to the touch, rough against my hands. And when I got up this morning, I could barely walk. The patch of my abdomen has stiffened and grown bigger, reaching my waist. My hips feel tight, like an elastic band is strapped around them. I'm sitting at the kitchen table as I write this letter. I'm afraid to get up when I'm like this. Do you remember our neighbour, Florence? The nice lady, always knocking on the door to offer us cake? Well, I saw her this afternoon. I wasn't going to open the door at first. I'm scared to be around people. But she hammered and hammered and hammered. I couldn't take it anymore, so I opened the door and... God, I shouldn't have opened the door. I lost it. I screamed at her. I told her to leave. When she just stood there, tray of cupcakes in hand, looking shocked, I pushed her. She fell to the ground, the tray crashed, and cupcakes rolled everywhere. It was only then that I realised what I'd done. People were walking by, staring at me. Florence was sobbing, and I felt like I could do nothing but hide, running back into the house and closing the door. I haven't left the house since. It's now eight o'clock in the evening and there's been knocking on the door and the windows for hours now. I tend to hide and pretend I'm not in, hoping they'll leave me alone, but it never stops. And the one time I snuck a glance through the window, I saw Florence herself. Her face is turning grey. It's not just me anymore, Olya. It can spread. Even from a glance, I can tell Florence isn't herself. She looked angry her eyes narrow and teeth bared. I don't know what to do about it. 
I've tried calling the hospital, but I can't get through to anyone helpful. I can't fix this on my own. I know I'm the one who caused this mess, and you're allowed to hate me for it, and I wouldn't blame you for never trusting me again. But you and Sarah are the best witnesses I have, and I need you here with me. Otherwise, I don't know what'll happen next. Maybe it'll affect the whole neighbourhood. If all it takes is one touch, then it's only going to keep growing. I'm useless like this. If there's anything you can do to stop this, I'm pleading with you to come back. I can still hear knocking on the door. It's more rhythmic now, like a pattern. I don't think I'll be getting any sleep tonight. Flynn. Okay, thank you, Abigail, for that Not reading. Not a problem. Uh, another exciting letter, another yeah. uh, very dramatic letter. <laughs> um, so we're back with Flynn. Yes. Uh, who we haven't heard from in a while, but we have heard from yeah. multiple times. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what made you decide to take on this role again? Well... Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was like letter two that we last heard from Flynn, at least from Flynn himself, as in the one writing the letter. And as you say, like we hear about him by name throughout the series. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was looking back through the series in preparation for writing mine, I thought, yeah, this is a character we haven't heard from in a while. Um, and all, I always think that in a story, it's Im- important to always like go back to as many viewpoints as you can and make sure it's equally balanced. So I thought, right, okay, so something is obviously happening to Flynn. Like, this whole event has affected him, and I think that's a very interesting plot point. So I figured it would be a good time knowing that um, Olya and Sarah have left to, like, check back with him and find out what the whole situation is because he's been going in and out to hospitals. So I thought I could use that and develop his situation and make it worse and, like, leave it at that, really. So Yeah, for sure. Um He's kind of become the antagonist of the series, in a way. In a way, yeah. Um, which is interesting. So obviously you've given him a more sympathetic yeah. approach. Yeah. Um, do you agree with him? Or are you sort of just writing him as a character? Um, I don't necessarily agree with him. I think he's getting desperate at this point because he does feel very much like the antagonist, um, but it's he's been made into this antagonist by whatever... Uh, these eggs have done to him Um, so obviously like it's self-inflicted but he didn't mean for it to happen so from his point of view he'd want sympathy and he's explaining that obviously this is like this new personality that's entered his system and he's trying to say this person isn't me Um, but at the same time like while I was writing this um, I was getting irritated by the character (laughs) even though I was writing it because he's essentially just begging his wife to come back to him because he doesn't know what else to do he's just kind of given up so it it's kind of whiny desperation yeah just like i don't know what else to do you gotta help me but it's just yeah that's just the character i suppose at yeah this point. so he is he is that kind of person I guess. yeah um but he there is again a development of this mi5 spy thing that yeah. has been going on in the background yeah so he does have layers and depth that i think even with this letter, we still don't know exactly who he is, really. Exactly, yeah. Um, so, but the on the other side of that, on the this new personality you were saying he's coming through, his the 
disease is developing. Yeah. So it's now revealed that it's contagious. Yeah. From just one touch. Yeah. Um, did you do any research into this kind of thing? Or is this a completely sort of fabricated disease? It's pretty much... No, I, I didn't really research it. Um, I really just sat down and just started writing it and the concept came to my head as just a way to increase the drama and insert another problem and make it seem like it's going to turn into this huge thing. Um, I suppose I thought when I was writing it, it's kind of like... Um, you know this whole thing where you you have these movies um, where there's there's like a disease that breaks out and it spreads easily just through one touch and I can't think of specific examples but I suppose it's like that sci-fi cliche with like the spreading disease and how that's just gonna like perhaps take over the whole world or perhaps just like a certain like area of civilization. Um, so when I started writing it, I thought, okay, well, it could be contagious and um, it makes sense that if he has like obtained whatever it is um, just from a little bit of contact with these eggs um, and if it's spreading throughout his system, why couldn't it be passed on to somebody else? And then this could just grow worse the more living people are affected by it and because it's perhaps this mysterious thing that people don't understand yet, um, obviously, they don't know everything about it, so they don't know how it could spread. So I think it made sense to think, okay, if it got stronger um, and it's inhabiting living people, then it could carry on, like, developing. It's sounding very sci-fi, horror-esque, yeah, yeah, but that's what was going through my head, I think. <laughs> so it's, it's very um, zombie narrative. Yeah, um, yeah. Is that something that you read or watch a lot of or enjoy, that kind of... Not really. I mean, to a degree, yeah, I do like science fiction, and I think that's probably where a lot of this idea came from. Um, I'm not really into, like, zombie films. I, I don't watch anything like that. That's not my scene. Um, but I suppose it's very much like the sci-fi element um, and, like, the horror of uh, being in a place where this is happening to you. And like, I suppose, like, things like Doctor Who, there have been a couple of episodes like that where things that have happened and like there was an episode where they were all trapped in one place um, and I can't remember the name of it um, but I suppose yeah things like that not not zombie films but okay. sci-fi-esque for sure yeah so um, this this again is another um, genre that we're kind yeah. of taking in with this nest project we've yeah. had spy fiction we've had yeah. romance we've yeah. had uh, YA, the last letter was yeah. a teen fiction. Literally everything is coming in. <laughs> everything, now we've got sci-fi, we're just yeah. waiting for something to be magical, and then yeah. we can just get fantasy in there yeah. as well. Um, yeah. So uh, I want to talk about the very last thing, the very last sentence of the rhythmic knocking. Yeah. Did that, is that uh, deliberately uh, kind of vague? Did you leave that as like a hint for future writers? Because rhythmic knocking has been a thing that has come up again and again and again yes this, it has yeah in this series so how much thought i guess this is sort of my way of leapfrogging onto how much thought have you put into leaving clues for future writers um it's definitely a big clue it's it's a very deliberate final line because it's obviously it is very much meant to hint at the tapping sounds and the knocking sounds that the eggs have made throughout um so i thought okay well if this develops into something bigger perhaps the affected people start doing it um and it's this whole thing that they they don't understand yet um but it's definitely like leaving the door open for the next writer to think okay well 
like could this tie into what happens later on in the storyline um and is it very much this one sort of species that is like all behaving in the same way now that everything is becoming affected um so yeah no it's it's very deliberate and it's obviously leaving it open um because it's not entirely clear what's going on um but it's definitely like you know a reference to what we've been reading about throughout the series so it's a recurring theme so yeah so what was your process for writing this so how much were you thinking about the past how much were you thinking about the future because obviously this is an ongoing project Mm. how much were you thinking about previous letters in the series we've had six before this one now yeah and we've got numerous to come yeah so how much thought did you put into that kind of thing talk me through your process um again like I felt like a lot of sort of creative pressure when I sat down to write it because I thought wow so much has gone into the story already like looking at the previous writers so I thought okay I think my role now is to sort of turn it up a notch which is why it, it took this turn um but I think it's very much like looking at both the past and the future because I took a lot of inspiration from the way the previous writers um, wrote their letters and like the format and the Mm. way they would put certain characters across. Um, So I took a lot of inspiration from the writing style of past letters, but this is very much setting up another big plot point. And I think it gives future writers the opportunity to perhaps write more about Flynn, whether that's from his point of view or like, even if it's just like a scene involving him or whatever it is. And obviously what I find is that in these letter formats, it's not like a a novel. It's not like the usual fiction format. You have to keep them in this letter format. Um, so it doesn't run like a continuous novel. Um, you just have to be careful about the way you write these scenes and be aware that this is still a letter format. Um, so that's up to the future writers to decide, but I think it's very much like putting in this big plot point for future writers and bringing this character back into the light and giving it a, you know, more serious situation, I suppose, mm-hmm. is happening. Did you find the letter format restrictive or freeing? Because we've had some people that say that they really yeah. enjoyed it because yeah. it meant that they could do whatever and it was like 500 words and then they were done. Yeah. Um, but you're sort of saying it as if it was a more restrictive thing than a continuing narrative. I think it's just um, because I write a lot of like fiction just as fiction, I write various formats. I've never really written something that is fictional in the form of a letter. So I found it like new and interesting because I had to remind myself halfway through like this is a letter Flynn is describing a past experience. It's not happening right now. Um, he's talking to the woman he loves about something that happened. So um yeah, in, in a way I found it restrictive purely because I wasn't used to it, but at the same time, it's an interesting new format to work with um, because you are writing purely as this person and you can immerse yourself into the character as if you are in this world writing this letter. So that part of it I like, um, and I think it does give, give people creative freedom to a degree. It was just very, very new for me, mm. I suppose. Do you think it's something you'll take away into your own practice? I might do. Because I I sat down and when I wrote it, I enjoyed it like so much. Like actually, like once I started writing and I had this scene in this character in my head, I was like, yes, I've got to keep going. Um, And because like, as you say, they have these short 500 word-ish formats as well. 
um, you literally just, you have the scene and you bash it out and then you're done and you're like, wow, okay, this is now opening the door for the future and what other people will do. So I think it would be a nice thing for me to incorporate into my own writing um, because I'd never tried the format before and it was more enjoyable than I expected, so. Mm. Yeah, anything yeah. else that you wanted to add? Any last? Um, just that I really enjoy this project and I like, I'm really grateful for like how creative it made me feel actually. And it actually made me, once I'd written this letter, um, it made me go on and like carry on with several stories I've been working on. So it really inspired me creatively. So I think it's a really good project. Yeah, Sorry. thank you very much. So yeah, no problem, thank you. Until next time, check out everything else we do at Foul Writing.